0: Sabik Mary Dashney here of exploring.co, where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's a life where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission that you care about. As humans, we are innately social creatures and we're relational beings. Many of us strive to have healthy, nurturing, and fulfilling relationships. But it's not like they teach us in school how to have relationships. Instead, we learn that peripherally from a young age. People in our immediate environment set the example. Parents, family, friends. But we also see examples of relationships, both the healthy and unhealthy ones, from pop culture and social media. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in a love song, am I right? And then there's firsthand experience because there will come a time when we find ourselves in a relationship and we have to sink or swim. With good communication, you'll swim, but we're taking it a step further with this video by understanding the three core skills that comprise romantic competence, which is a concept put forth by Dr. Joanne Devilla. A psychology professor and director of clinical training at Stony Brook University. Whether or not you're in a relationship right now doesn't matter. What matters is that you have the three tools ready to go in your Exploring Toolkit so that your romantic competence is on fleek. So now let's look at the definition of romantic competence, According to Dr. Davila, romantic competence is the ability to function adaptively across all areas or all aspects of the relationship process, including figuring out what you need, finding the right person, building a healthy relationship, and getting out of relationships that are unhealthy. It sounds like it's pretty important. Ready for the first skill? Insight. Insight has to do with awareness understanding, and learning. If you have insight, you know who you are, what your needs are, and what you desire in life. It also helps explain why you do certain things or behave a certain way. To improve the skill, we want to tap into our intrapersonal communication and learn to listen to ourselves. Things like journaling, spending time alone, exercising, and getting out in nature can help us to strengthen that inner voice. What's really cool about insight is that not only does it help you find your own why in the Simon Cynic sense, it also helps you understand your partner much better. With insight comes clarity for the consequences of your actions. You'll know that yelling back to your partner will escalate things further when you should seek to dissipate the tension. In another scenario, You'll know that sending an angry email will not get you the outcome that you seek, and instead that a face-to-face meeting can help clear the air. And the last part of insight is learning. We know that failure can be a valuable learning experience, right? So if we consider past events and their outcomes, we can modify our behavior and our communication accordingly. Because now you know the right...
1: So you already know it's going to be a doozy.
0: You already know it's going to be heavy. It's going to be the real
1: deal. Yes, I like bringing these kind of topics to the forefront. Lord, 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 Lord. We must have these kind of conversations. This, Listen, this is what the healthy ones or these types of conversations are what, are what healthy conversations are are built upon or healthy relationships are built upon and if you're afraid to have these kind of talks relationship is pretty much going to be over it's pretty much a wrap right i brought my homeboy back in the building what up as a matter of fact this is his topic oh man (laughs) because i had i had a whole i was going in an entirely different direction and i said you know what Ask the brother what he want to talk about. When I tell you he hit me back with a six-pack, he had six topics. I said, hey, hey, wait a minute. And the first topic off the top, I said, oh, we going with this. We're going with this. My brother, Tony Massey, author and private chef. Yes, sir. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> yeah. So I. Romantic. Competence. Mm. I'm gonna kick romance out. Okay. Relational competence. Right. To have the competence to be in a relate. That is normosity. That- yes. I made up a word. <laughs> now that's big. So let's let's <sighs> championship competence. What are the skills required? To be a good companion in relationship. Whoa. Let me just ask. Where was your mind when you came up with this? <laughs> what was on your mind? Like, Because I was like, hey. <laughs> like, this deep right here. You know, I it, when you get a chance to be on the
2: Zoe Williams show. <laughs> on the voice of reason. You know you got to come with it. Man. But when the voice says, what are you thinking? Yes. I have to put my... My shoes aside and step into yours. Hey,
1: I so see, yo, you know. I was blown away. I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> what was my response? I said, "Sheesh!" Like, <laughs> Sheesh. okay, here we go. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Championship competence. What are the skills required to be a champion in a relate a good companion in a relationship? I'm blown <laughs> away. What is competence? in relationship or what is relational competence now you you can look up this stuff it's it's under romantic competence you can look it up and study there's books all over the place about it Uh, there's a famous ted talk about it but this is big man what two skills are associated with being romantically competent I've got questions. Get ready. Get ready. Get to your phone lines. Are you in a romantically incompetent relationship? I want to know. Are you a jackleg in relationships? You can't fix nothing. Can't fix yourself. Can't listen. Can't empathize. And contradictory. Hypocritical. I, I, I want would you say, Tony, before I start asking more, you know I'm turned up right now. Oh, Lord. Would you say most people in relationship are relationally incompetent? Absolutely. Oh.
2: I would say the majority. So let's... I would say the majority of people are incompetent when it comes to relationships.
1: Would you say that if someone... Was in a relationship with someone who had a higher level of competence, but not an expert. Right. Maybe a novice. Right. Right. And they were with someone else that was a notch or two below that. Would their level of competency be seen as an attack? Yes. So there's just yes. Yeah. yeah, Yes.
2: There's a difference between competence and proficiency. Right. To be competent at something is to have the knowledge, skills and ability to perform a certain task. That's competence. Right. Right. To be proficient is to have competence and experience. Mm. Right. It's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. You can know something, but you have to be wise enough to apply it. So if if I'm in it, I mean, just imagine you're 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 about to complete a task Mm -hmm. and you're competent at that task. Yes. But your helper, that person who is there with you lacks your competence how much harder is it to perform that task
1: gosh i wouldn't say exponentially but it is definitely It's, it's def-
2: because now you have to teach and perform
1: but you can't teach the unwilling there you go that's what makes it so hard yeah that's what makes it so hard what are the essential qualities that make someone competent at being a good companion What is constructive conflict in relationship? Mm. (laughs) I can't even finish the question. It hurts saying it. What is constructive conflict in relationship? And would constructive conflict be a benefit to any relationship? Mm. Goodness gracious. What are the benefits of uh, of allowing constructive conflict within a couple's relationship? How important is emotional intelligence in maintaining a successful companionship? What are some examples of relationship skills? Oh, God. one 800 920 Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. We got questions. We got questions. So many questions. I want to know what your thoughts are. Don't. You know, people create all types of concepts and ideas and frameworks, and and, and I hear this. This is like a frame, a framing of yeah. relationship, right? A framing of healthy relationships. But if a person is a work in progress, and most people are, as we are. I, we yeah. we haven't met Jesus personally yet, <laughs> yes. but most people are works in progress. How can a work in progress? still you know reach the level of competency
2: yeah so again i when i think of the word competence i just mean you are able that's it you have the ability to do something you're you are able and capable right and to me the difference between those two words is the ability to do something is you can do it now Mm -hmm. the capability to do something is you can do it Continuously, right? right? You could do it as conditions change, as as situations change, your capabilities increase beyond your abilities. Like I, I could shoot I could shoot a free point. We had this conversation the other day at the right. lounge. Right. Winning without a crowd is an ability. I won that conversation. You did. You good. did. Yeah, right, it's fine. Winning with a crowd <laughs> <laughs> is a capability, right? Right. So yeah, you you. You're, being a work in progress doesn't stop you from achieving competence. Mm. It means that you'll never achieve proficiency except if you're with that same person, right? Because then your competence level is added because of experience.
1: Right, right, right. So you said competence, capability. Mm. What about capacity? Yeah, and that's
2: the, that's the thing that I think is going to be the most <laughs> difficult part about this conversation. Yeah. There are things that I am, I have the capacity for. Right. Right. Uh, empathy. Right. Uh, understanding. Love. Uh, compassion. Right. I have a capacity for that because I grew up with it. Right. But if I've never seen those things in action, then I may not have the capacity to, to, I may be able to feel those emotions. Hmm but am I able to express them? Mm. And so to increase your cap- cap- capacity for something is really to first admit I'm not capable of doing it. I'm not able to do it. But how many people are willing to do that? Because most of the time, as you said on your show, more than once, the the, the very nature of a relationship is to first look within. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to love you. Before you could be expected to love anyone else. Or before you expected anyone to love you. And I got caught in that conundrum. I thought it was everybody but me. (laughs) So I I lacked the capacity to be
1: honest about my lack of competence. Oh my goodness. Is it possible to have a healthy companionship with someone who has drastically different interests and values then you have. When we come forward, the Voice of Reason is going to continue this fire. You want to join it? All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. I know
3: you've got a lot to talk about. Reasons. Reason. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Won't disappear. You're listening disappear. to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: You know we're going to continue to have these...
3: Expansive
1: discussions. These intriguing, riveting, compelling. Oh man, we got we gotta do it. Cause if we don't do it, who else gonna do it? Right? My brother Tony Massey is in the building. Yes, sir. Tony, can you just really break down the two books that you have and where people can get them and how people can support them?
2: Absolutely. Uh check me out on Amazon.com. My first book is um a man's guide to a successful affair.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why I, this is why i never repeat the, yeah. the title I always ask him to say. Yeah,
2: you know you know you know what you know what that sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't want that smoke. No.
2: And then unsolicited dating advice from an unqualified source also on amazon.com. Just type my name in the search bar and they'll pop right up.
1: Wow. So can you outline some essential qualities uh, that someone that makes someone competent, uh, or that that makes them competent in relationship, leading them to be classified as a good companion?
2: Yeah, I, I think at at the core, uh, what makes you a good companion is the opposite of what makes you so good single, right? come on (laughs) what I mean by that is you know being single is an opportunity to be selfish it's an opportunity to focus truly just on your goals your aspirations your feelings you know it's it's a really an opportunity for a deep dive into you but once you get into a relationship then that has to be reprioritized you still have to remain a priority to yourself but you can't be your primary priority. You can't be your number one priority. You have to prioritize your partner. And in doing so, you have to do that with compassion. You have to do that with empathy. You have to be able to understand that uh, your thought process, your mindset, your love language, all of the things that make you uniquely you Mm -hmm. are no longer the guiding principles that you should live by purely. Okay. And to me, that's what creates competence in a
1: relationship. So I'll give one, you give one. All right. For me, and this is something I had to learn. Yeah. This this is not something you roll out of bed, the proverbial relationship yeah. bed, knowing how to do unless you're you're an alien or something. But for me, you have to give space for your partner to be different. Yeah. For your partner to change. Yeah. See. I'm the type of person it takes a minute to get to know me. And we can like each other, we could be you know in something, building something, but the closer we get is is spread out over time. Sure. Right? So I might set some precedents in the beginning. Right. But if you're paying attention, I'm evolving, I'm changing and then I'm coming back to recontextualize some of those precedence I may have established right now that's just me you know no. based on how I was raised based on the experiences I went through I'm not saying it's the right thing to do yeah but what I'm saying is if you're paying attention you should be able to say hmm wow this relationship is changing him or her right and it's changing them in this way now is it a blatant contradiction of what they initially established or are they coming out of their shell right your thoughts yeah yeah no
2: I and I'm I'm if I can be transparent I am going through that now in and, in and, 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 you know and this is where I say in my book I think the most devastating thought that are that, that two people can have in a relationship is can we get back to who we were can we go back to the time when we were happy when we were doing no, you can't because you're not those people anymore.
1: You can okay,
2: but You, you would literally have to regress and stop everything that you've done up until this point in order to go back to those people. You have to erase everything you've gone through, all of the events, all of the emotions, every, every argument, every breakup, every makeup, all the things that have made you uniquely who you are now. You'd have to abandon that in order to go back to who you were.
1: But what if... Your preferred uh, conflict, conflict management style is aversion. Yeah. Is avoidance. Yeah. Is, you know, let me, let me duck into my shell and close off. What if that's your style? Well, and, and to me, if, if that's your partner's
2: style, then you have to have the competence to recognize that this is how your partner deals with conflict. And so to expect your partner to deal with conflict in a very open and expressive way shows your lack of competence right? and your ability to deal with that person. 100%. The other thing is, if you want to change behavior, you have to reward behavior when it changes. Mm. So if your partner does come to you and says, you know, After, you, you know I, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it, and then two days later, uh, I was thinking about what you said.
1: Wait, reward behavior? Yeah. And I want you to finish that thought. I was thinking about what you said. Please stay there when we come forward. More from me and my brother Tony Massey. We in here cooking with olive oil.
3: Fire tonight. Fire tonight, it's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: We turned up right now. I had to do the '90s R&B mix for Andy because this is Andy's era. Andy, Andy is like Yo, the '90s R&B is the greatest. Man, if you don't knock it off, '80s R&B is cold. Don't, don't, don't look any further. <laughs> Don't then, mis, don't misquote me, Zo. <laughs> you you posed a question, and I said that I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you said what is comparable to what was it '70s that you was playing? No, on? I said what's the greatest era, and you said okay. '90s. Well, you're right. '90s is wrong. Wrong. <laughs> hey, tonight's topic is a heater, though. Relationship competence. Can you be competent in relate? I don't know. True or false, improving and maintaining our physical well-being is an ongoing process. We enroll at gyms, take weekly classes, challenge ourselves to go faster and get stronger. Our relationship health is no different. It is an endeavor that we don't undergo once or twice, but all the time, every day. You know what I find? People don't want to do relationship work. No. They want relationships to feel good. Yeah. They w- and when they don't feel good, they back off. Yeah. That's the common response, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and I understand the whole piece about, you know, your space and, you know, because I need space. Everybody needs space, right? I, I get that. But I think people would prefer to run away then actually stay and try to develop yeah. relationship competency. Your thoughts on that?
2: I agree with you 100. And I and I think that we have been sold a bill of goods, a bill of goods as it relates to relationships through media, through movies, through through social media. You know, everyone has hashtag goals based mm-hmm. on a photo or a 15 second video. Or a movie that they watched, or whatever the case may be. But then when things start getting real, that's when all of a sudden there's all of this vitriol towards people who are being authentic. And so it, it, it leads you to believe that nobody really wants a real relationship. Mm. They just want the the persona of a, you know, they, they want the manufactured piece, the tailored. The the you know the relationship that has the uh, the filters and the angles they and want all the that icing they, they, they want the ice they want the cake they want okay no they, they want okay no especially because no it's, cake. Cake. Yeah, it's carrot cake yes <laughs> carrot don't want no cake. I just want ice <laughs> right. is that the cream cheese icing yeah, yeah yeah I, I, I just, I just want <laughs> or, or you find out the red velvet cake red velvet
1: cake is just chocolate cake <laughs> with red <laughs> 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 now you're mad <laughs> according to psychologist and researcher Joan Davila or excuse me, Joanne Davila, it's never too late or too early to learn the abilities that make up romantic, I say, relational competence. Insight is one, but that insight isn't into your partner, it's into yourself. yeah. And then you also got to understand sometimes that insight is going to bleed out into the relationship based on your experiences. Yeah. So certain things are going to look a certain way if you have built up a certain ex, a certain level of experience you're gonna be like this feels and looks like yeah. that
2: yeah.
1: now it, it, okay so you, you it according to Joanne Davila psychologist you need insight you need maturity and you need emotional regulation and when you possess these skills all of the relationships in your life will benefit mm. if you have insight, I would say self insight. Right. She says maturity. I say spiritual maturity. Sure. Right? Which is connected to knowledge of self, who you are, where you came from, uh what wherever you came from, what ain't good for you that came right. with you. You gotta know all of that, right? And then emotional regulation. Mm. But I'm also learning you need some mental regulation too. Yes, sir. You know, I, it's funny You ever
2: hear someone say um, call, Identify Themselves In relationships As the one who loves hard uh, yeah, You ever hear anyone I say that? Heard that? And I challenge that notion Because I don't think people That claim to love hard Love hard at all I, I think that people Who claim to love hard Expect to be loved hard Ooh. But I don't think you know how to love hard. Because if you think about love, right? Love is a very unselfish act, right?
1: Unconditional. Unconditional,
2: yeah. And love is unconditional, but relationships have conditions, right? And so when someone says to me, I just, I love hard. No, you don't. You want to be loved hard. And you think that you could get into this quid pro quo thing, but once once your quid gets no quo, they, you're out.
1: You're you, the first one to bounce, right? You you, you didn't respect my lo- my hard love. There it is. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ugly. Well, why you do them like that, but, brother? But that but that
2: goes back to what she said about insight, understanding that I am the problem
1: in most of my relationships. But if I say it, yeah. If you say it, who are you two to be talking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you two. You two shut up and write it on a napkin and hand it to yanla. Yeah. Let her say it. Exactly. (laughs) But that's the reality. It is. It is. And it's a tough reality that we live in. And then when you get in a relationship and you want to share this, the boomerang effect. Mm. Who are you to be trying to sound deep? Right. And give advice mm. and help people. Yeah. When you broke in yourself. Right. Well, is the information correct or not? I, I I never understood the concept <laughs>
2: of I can only take advice for perfect people. Ooh, come on. Then, Keep talking. You'll never get any, any any advice. And I would never take advice from perfect uh, imper- uh, from perfect people. I want somebody who's been through the mud. How about that? I want somebody who has has gone through it. You hey. cannot tell me about war if you ain't never been shot at. I don't wanna hear it.
1: Uh, Andy, Andy, we in a storm right now. I need some storm sounds. We, we, we in a storm right now. So let, let me just get a little deeper here. Cause a lot of people don't understand that there are five C's in a relationship that must be had in order for that relationship to be good. We must cultivate chemistry. We must cultivate col- uh, commonality. We must cultivate constructive conflict. Mm. Cause that's how we build. Right constructive that means we build in construct yes constructive courtesy Mm. how about common courtesy yeah huh huh what about commitment the reinforcement of it when it gets weak right because it's facing difficulty right talk to me about that level of competence so i i love the concept of
2: commitment it is so easy to commit to the things that i have i see that I, one, have a desire to commit to, and two, I see the fruits of my commitment. It's hard to commit to something when I don't see the, 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 uh, the return. The return. Uh, right, it's like, it, I'll, I will eat healthy, but if I don't lose this five pounds by Thursday,
1: I'm going to burger. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Voice of Reason. We're in the midst of a storm. We're in the midst of a storm. I'm trying to get you through this relationship storm right now. I'm in a storm. I swear to God, I'm in an igloo. Listen to me. When we come forward, more from my brother Tony Massey. He's in here cooking.
3: Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. When we come forward. Come forward.
1: Gentlemen, the voice of reason ain't playing no games, ain't taking no names. You understand what it is? We having a real conversation about relational competency. Do you value your partner's opinion, their perspective, their feelings? Hmm. Or does this happen? You tell me. Help me understand, Tony. A a person can have a weakness. Right. And they can turn that their weakness, right? And I'm saying from a defensive position, mm-hmm. they can turn their weakness into or, or or how their partner responds to their weakness, they can turn that into the problem for the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it does this happen? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And what level of competency do you need to be able to say, hey? Yeah. You're supposed to be fixing that in yourself instead of worrying about my response to it. My response is my responsibility. Right. I'm accountable for my response. But really, you've turned my response into the uh, this deflector. You now, now you don't have to say, hey, I've projected what I need to work on into his problem because he responded to it. Talk right. to me. Yeah. Uh,
2: I have this insecurity because I've been cheated on and the way you deal with the opposite sex triggers my insecurity. So you need to start dealing with the opposite sex in a way that doesn't trigger my insecurity. So I don't have to deal with my insecurities. I don't have to deal with what created my insecurities. I don't have to go digging through my past to figure out why am I so insecure. Mm-hmm. You just have to act in a way that doesn't trigger my stuff even though you're not doing anything wrong Mm. because i'm i'm basically responding to my past not my present right so how do i obtain the competency to recognize that the way i see the world is through the lens of my untreated past those Mm. things that i have not dealt with yet Mm. right but this is not what happens instead as a partner we kowtow we change, we, um, we try to uh, you know placate our partners so that we don't trigger them. Ooh. Your triggers are not my responsibility. Ooh. It's not on me. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. You better call an electrician and I'm go. Not, that's right, that's <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do with me. Wow. And, but it, and, and so not only do you create incompetence in the person who's being triggered, mm-hmm. now you're creating incompetence and a, and, a, and a more i think a more dangerous incompetence because now I'm I'm now becoming incompetent to my own self mm. to I, I can no longer be to thine own self be true because I'm too busy trying to jump on you know on one leg and, and walking on eggshells to protect you mm-hmm. so I'm no longer so neither both of us are now living a
1: lie what skill set do you need when your partner wants to keep you but it's slowly uh, actually not. Re- they don't really want you. Yeah. But they want to keep. They don't want to lose you. Yeah. But they don't really want you. Yeah, yeah. What skill set do you need to be able to recognize that and then re- reconcile it? Right. How do you do that?
2: I, I think uh, you know, for me, it's really about understanding your own intention, mm. right? And 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 this is something that you know I, I think that a lot of relationships go through, and that. I'm, I'm stuck in this place and I feel trapped. But is is my feeling of being trapped based on my own perception of what's going on? Or is my partner, um, you know, hijacking my ability to grow because of, you know, what you just said? Mm-hmm. And so to me being able to recognize it, is it me? Right. I look inward first, always first. And then when I recognize that I'm doing the work But my partner is is keeping me from making that progress. I think the skill set is to is to be able to recognize that and and call it what it is. I think was courage one of the Cs? Because I think that's the one thing that has to be add add some more Cs. Man, the courage the courage to say I'm not doing this with you. How about it? the The coldest thing my wife ever told me was, "I love you so much that I would rather lose you so that you can find yourself." then keep you and force you to be who
1: I want you to be. Oh, it's real man talk here right now. It hurt, though. I, ladies, <laughs> ladies, are you listening? Where are you, ladies? 1-800-920-1580. I want to hear from the ladies of Los Angeles. We got brothers on the line right now. I'm going to be getting to everybody in a second, but my man, Tony Massey, the author, the private chef, the brother is in here cooking. Listen, when I come forward... We're going to get to the phone lines and talk to some folk. If you want to join the conversation, you know what it is. Non-judgmental, open, free. I want to hear your perspective about relational competency. Uh, 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 We got time? Oh, man, I done set up the man. whole exit. <laughs> and we got time. I, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Uh, Let me ask you a question. When you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel like the love is leaving, mm. because this is something that's very difficult for people uh, to wrap their heads mm. around. Can you recharge love? Can you, can you, uh, do you understand what I'm, I'm I, I, I hear you. You see, how I'm trying to frame this. Yeah, yeah. Like when love is losing the spark, Yeah. is there a way to recharge it? Is there a way to renew it? Yeah. What is the process of that? I don't I think that it's the
2: idea of renewing anything in a relationship is a fallacy.
4: Mm. I
2: think the only thing you can do is create something new. Mm. Right. And that and that newness has to be based on what you honestly need from the relationship. And this is the problem with traditional quote, and I'm using my air quotes, traditional relationships. I hear you, brother. Because we're trying to fit what is obviously a square peg into a round hole. Mm-hmm. So first, we have to define what is what does love look like between me and my partner. What is what does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that I come home every night? Does it mean that we're we're uh, we're committed to one another physically and emotionally, or is there room to take a non-traditional route? And that way, I'm able to express love in a much, um, a much more competent way, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not being held to a standard that I don't have a desire to meet. Mm-hmm. But again, that takes courage to say, look, you know, um, I, I'm not going to fit this mold or this this idea mm-hmm. of a wife or a husband mm-hmm. that you have. But if you allow me to be my most authentic self, Mm -hmm. then you may be able to fall in love with me as I am and not just how you want me to be.
1: No, 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 no. People, people, (laughs) no, that's not people love slices of pizza. They don't want, they don't don't want the whole thing. People pick and choose which parts of the person they want to accept. They don't typically accept the whole person as is. Yeah. That's as is, is a synonym for lemon. <laughs> <laughs> no warranty. <laughs> that, he ain't got no relationship warranty. That's a lemon. No, I
2: can't I accept him as is. Well, so I think the easiest way to accept someone
1: as is, is to remember that you chose them. No. And and I, I push back on that. Why? I, I, yes, you chose them. But you have to understand from that perspective, they are choosing pieces. You remember back in the days in LA we had a junkyard called Pick Apart. Yeah, we had one in Houston, Pick Your Part. Pick a Apart. Yeah, yeah. This is what people are doing in intimate relationships. <laughs> They're picking parts of people. Yeah. They don't want the whole enchilada. And, and I I'm I'm
2: cool with that, but just understand that you can take the parts that you want, right? But the whole car is coming. It's coming with you. <laughs> 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 You're not going to take that radiator off here. <laughs>
1: You gotta take this whole car Damn, to the crib I don't care and then what you, pick yeah, your part. Yeah,
2: do what you will with the parts you don't need, but you know, I, I had a 1988 Cutlass Calais, and I'm telling you, it was a lemon, but it was mine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That That is the French term for lemon, a limon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Voice of Reason on KBLA Talk 1580. Your brother Zoe Williams is turned up tonight. We on fire. When we come forward, the second hour is going to be even crazier. I'm bringing the callers in. We got South Central LA. What up, JW? We got Sean, Oakland, California. Who else wants to join the discussion? Everybody is welcome. 1-800-920-1580. We've got a lot to talk about
4: hey, my baby is understood when love and is feeling good, yeah, yeah. So let's just take our time and make it. Oh, oh, oh. KBLA 1580
3: Santa Monica.
1: I'm Esther Diller. You can count on me. Preach, preach up. i never let you Okay, turn it off. That's a lie. <laughs> you gotta stop lying in R and B records, man. Telling you ladies. <laughs> man plays jodeci that is a
2: red flag all of those songs are brilliant but they're lies
1: (laughs) we'll never fall apart we falling apart every
2: day that's why i wrote this song and you pregnant
1: (laughs) (laughs) i need to make some money (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the voice of reason returns to kbla talk 1580 i'm having an absolute ball we got a fireball of a topic championship competence i.e. relationship competence what are the skills required to be a good companion in a relationship what competency skills do you need to cultivate tony Mm. in order to not alienate your partner when you have a problem that overwhelms you yeah I think listening
2: skills is one that we have to talk about. You know, the ability to listen without waiting to speak. Mm. uh, Critical thinking is another. Understanding that not everything you think needs to be said. Think or feel. Think or feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I go back to empathy. Uh, There's been so many times in my relationship where I had to literally see it from her side Mm -hmm. and understand this was on me. Mm-hmm. This was on me. Right. I think the ability to say I'm sorry,
4: mm-hmm.
2: even if if I'm sorry for how I said it, even if I'm not sorry for what I said, mm-hmm. because I believe in impact over intent. Mm-hmm. I don't care what your intentions are. This is how it impacted me. Mm-hmm. Right. So understanding that there's a difference between those two it to me uh, is another. Uh, and and uh, another big one is just. Thinking about what you say before you say it. And Mm -hmm. I think that goes into emotional intelligence. Right. Understanding that, you know, how you say something is just as important as what you say. Right. Those are competency models that you have to be able to... uh, And and you do that in everything else. You're not going to go into your boss's office and talk crazy to to that person. You code-switching at work, (laughs) but not at home. Hey.
4: I mean... (laughs)
2: I, you know, uh, there's this, there's this great. I'm sure you've seen it. There's this great clip between J- uh, Jimmy Baldwin, and, uh, James Baldwin, and and um, uh, her name escapes me when she says, "Lie to me, mm. you have
1: to lie to me. Mm. You lie to the people that work. Oof, but why do I get the truth? You wow. know what I mean? Here we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We getting the phone callers in here. Phone callers, By my people. It's time to go. Who's been on the longest? J.W. South Central, Los J.W. Central. What up, JW? Get in here, man. Hey, 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 my brother. I'm
5: loving the subject matter, man. But real talk, like I always say, man, it's all about having the emotional maturity in terms of be able to uh, be confident and all the above. If you have some type of open-mindedness and, like you said, empathy, I love it when you say empathy because you're really showing genuine concern for the other person, and that's action. Sympathy is a thought or a feeling where you care, but empathy means you actually perform an action. And you literally uh, take time to be in another person's feelings or shoes or however you want to phrase it, but you have a genuine concern. And just having an open mind, too. And like you said, intelligence, that's why I would say school's in session. Every day you've got to learn. Every day you've got to grow. Every day you gotta mature, every day you gotta uh, develop or graduate. I'm the person that said elementary school, junior high, high school, and then the university. You gotta graduate. It's stages, it's growth. And like you said, uh, a person, uh, the house, how does the expression go? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a person under construction. So therefore, it's, it takes a process. That's the bottom line, and it comes with maturity and experience, and once you pay attention, then you can react. I had to learn something when I first married my wife. She had my shirt on and used my toothbrush. And I felt offended, like, you violated it. Now, she that's mine. But I had to realize we were a unit. We were a team. <laughs> and she said something so profound when I was a truck driver. She said, baby, when you go on the way, I'll wear your shirt just so I can smell your scent and I can be comfortable when you're away from home. And I was just so deep.
1: That's just real talk. Are you, you Do you miss her? Is she still <laughs> around? Where's she at? <laughs> no,
5: I don't miss her. I'm just making an appointment. You, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Did I'm you you it. trying to make a real point. Thank you. Get you know, back, so you your shirt back, J.W. That's what I want All right, my brother. All right. Take care, man. Thank take you, care.
1: J.W. <laughs> South Central L.A. is in the building because of you. Thank you for the call. Sean, Oakland, California. Get in here.
6: <laughs> hey, Mr. Massey. Yoda. Yes. The voice of reason. Yes, sir. Brother, you know, this is really good. I mean, um, so the only, here's what I'm going to add to this because, you know, we can't, there's no perfect. But what there is is you have control about what you do with yourself. And, and what I do, and I'm not saying this is what everyone should do. I'm not a comedian. I'm not a professional comedian or an actor or anything like that. But I have fun. And by the way, in your house, if you set the tone, I know that's a cliche, but if you set the tone every morning, good morning, I'm always that guy. And the reason why I'm that guy, good morning, and then uh, and then I do jingles. I do all kinds of stuff because, you know, all of us have to deal with crap. Every single human being, all of these relationships, they have to deal with crap. And what I mean by crap is, is we have to deal with sometimes crisis, hopefully not, and everything below that that is very difficult to deal with. Wait, So Sean, if you set
1: the point. Go Sean. ahead. Wait, wait. Yeah. I got I to ask you this question because this is a big deal yeah. right here. Yeah. So relate. we're talking about relational competency. And, yes. And you know, you, you've you been in it, man, 35. Yeah. What is it, 35 years, Sean?
6: Yeah. Okay. Thirty-two married. Thirty-six almost married uh, together. There wow. you yeah. go. There you go.
1: So you you you've been in the trenches. Talk to me. <laughs> yes. Talk yes. to me about team building because this is relationship competency. Talk to me about team building while the relationship is in hell. Mm. Mm. <laughs> even so, even so, there. Yeah. Mm.
6: I don't even <laughs> want to remember that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean because. I think you make a profound point. I mean, I think the main thing what I was trying to say is that you've got to find something to lead with, and what I lead with is setting a tone and, and being. So let me give you uh, an example, because it'll sound funny, but hey, we have animals, we have cats, we have dogs. We've all, I've always had that in my life, but I have jingles for everybody, and I do jingles. I'm not a professional or whatever. But let me give you an example, right, for our cat. You know, I'm like, she's a cat. She knows she's a cat. She's so damn cool. She's P-H-A-T fat. And then I say that throughout the house every morning. And so every morning when this cat, there's one cat that is just into everything. Mm -hmm. So everyone in the house hears me. Say, don't think they don't hear you when you're trying to have fun. And I'm telling you, have fun, because if you're having fun in this crazy world, people will follow you and try to have fun with you, because even if you're, look, I'm not Pollyanna positive. What I am is I'm setting the tone as much of the day as I can, because throughout the day, you're going to have negative stuff all damn day. Why should I contribute to the negative part of the day? I would rather be that guy that is just having fun and doing all that and then taking care of business. Don't Mm. forget to take care of business because you got to take care of business. And that's what I do. So that's what I would say.
1: Thank you, Sean, man. We appreciate the insight. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for holding on the line. The number to dial is one 800 2015 80 If you want to join the discussion, Oakland is in the building because of Sean. If you want to bring your city, you know what you got to do. one 800 9 2015 Me and Tony Massey are going to continue to cook.
3: Reasons. Reason. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear. Our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening disappear. to The Voice disappear. of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Together. Imperfect people can make some really beautiful stuff. <laughs> <Can't you see laughs> this music is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But everybody in that studio was toxic. Yeah, ev- everybody. <laughs> everybody in that studio is a work in progress. Why our music come out so beautiful? <laughs> you be like, yeah, I feel that. That feel right. Then you yeah. go home and somebody screw faces. <laughs> They whole <laughs> spirit screw facing like yeah like what in the world yeah I, I want to develop competency because I'm not the most competent in the world I'm sorry well you you asked Sean a question in and um, I
2: think he answered it in his own way but I'd like to address the question myself please like the, Tony you asked about uh, you know developing competence in in hell in hell in hell and I personally believe that hell is the perfect habitat for healing mm. Mm. there is no better place than pain to truly bond with somebody i was in three combat engagements and when i tell you the relationships that i formed the camaraderie mm-hmm. that i felt in in those horrific conditions right last to this day because here's the thing if i can go through the fire with you right right then everything
1: else we face is a non-issue andy come on come on andy through the fire, Shaka Khan. <laughs> Let's get Shaka Khan up in here. Cause Shaka Khan has a testimony right now. Listen, your relationship is supposed to be your foxhole. It's supposed to be. Yes. The relationship is a foxhole. Yeah. So what happens when it's hell outside the foxhole and y'all supposed to be building with each other during hell and yeah. you get kicked out?
2: Right. Or you
1: jump out. No, no, you get kicked out. You get kicked
4: out. <laughs> Mm. In your eyes and I can see so you're not trusting your heart to anyone. You tell me Wait, wait,
1: wait. Just stop it right there. She said you're not trusting your heart to anyone. Yeah. You can't be in the foxhole with somebody you don't trust. Is that right? I agree. We can't be in a relationship foxhole if you don't trust me. Right. If you don't trust that I'm going to love on you properly, right, we can't be in the foxhole together. Right. If you're uncertain about wanting a person, if you're uncertain about being in the whole situation, then you, you what, how, what do you have? Why are you there? Why are you there? Yeah. So you need a certain level of competency to even recognize that scenario. Absolutely. Talk to and, me about and, it, And brother. I think you also need a certain level of
2: competency to, uh, to recognize that you— do you have the ability to go through things with people, accompanied? Hmm. Or are you one of those people where I can only go through by my myself? Own? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Because if, if if every, every adversity you face, you've decided that the best companion is you, you got a lot of work to do.
1: Well, some people's toxicity has a sweeter voice. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> some people's toxicity sound like loofah. That's true. <laughs> Get him out here. Yeah. That or KC. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Hey, before I move to the next point, please give me some more of that shaka Khan uh,
2: recorded in 1984. We start,
4: but I believe that we
1: All right, turn it off. I'm fantasizing, man. Now. Ain't nobody going to the fire. Ain't nobody going through the fire. They get singed. They get <laughs> just a little bit of. I don't even. think... It's, it's warm in here. It's warming. Go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is the heater on? I, I, I can't do this. this is, it's, it's, it's no. It, it's seventy two. No, I can't do this. I got to go. Did you, you gonna turn the fan on or not?
1: <laughs> Nobody's going to the limit to no. the wall. No, not anymore. And I'm just gonna say this: if you are, you better thank your lucky stars. Yeah, man. You better thank your luck. If you got somebody, yeah, who's not piecemealing you right. as a person, right? Like I, I like his feet. Yeah, I like his wallet. I like his sex. Uh, uh, You know, if you're not getting piecemealed and somebody accepts you wholly as you are, even when y'all in hell. Yeah. You lucky. And that's why I want to know
2: what have you not specifically what have you been through, but have you been through it? And this is why we go back to that conversation conversation we was having earlier. I don't want to hear about relationships from someone who has never really been in one. You know, somebody in the chat said, I don't want to hear about marriage from someone who's been divorced. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly who I want to hear. That's who
1: you want to talk to. (laughs) That's who I want to hear. That's what I said about Steve Harvey. Everybody was dragging Steve Harvey. I said, Steve Harvey been married and divorced three times. That man knows something. He knows something. You better listen to Steve Harvey. Yeah. His his
2: delivery may not be on point, and he can be a little misogynistic at times. But at the end of the day, I don't know that his advice was horrible. And he was speaking from his own experiences.
1: Well, the only thing that made it a little limited Mm -hmm. is because he's older. Right. Yes, So it's it's coming from a generational space. Yes. So he's a little older. Yeah. But I tell you what. Yeah. He going to tell you. and this is his his, i'm telling you this is the value in steve harvey right now he damn sure gonna tell you what not to do yeah yeah he might not tell you accurately what to do (laughs) do. (laughs) but he can damn sure tell you what not to do yes and you gotta say like what not to what what (laughs) what not to do and that's what i want to (laughs) hear
2: what 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 mistakes have you made again i don't need the specifics But I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's perfect, nor do I want to be in a relationship with someone who expects perfection from me.
1: Well, let's go deeper. Okay. Let's go deeper. You could be, say you're in a relationship with somebody who has a fair amount of relationship experience. Sure. But then life hits them in a way that they've never been hit before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you would think automatic survival mode Mm -hmm. kicks in and you start to tap into all of the stuff yeah. you've been through to to serve as your relationship competency toolbox. Right. But when that doesn't happen,
2: then what? So I, I'm going to say something that I think is going to be a bit controversial.
1: Well, you do that every time you're here. Just, <laughs> it's fine. I
2: promise not to use the word curate. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that we are going through anything unique.
1: Oh, you mean ain't nothing new under the sun? I'm just saying. Oh.
2: Whether, whether, so let's, let's take something like grief, whether I'm grieving the death of an individual or grieving the death of a relationship or grieving the death of a lifestyle. Uh Grief is grief. Right. And I think that when we go through things that feel unique, we want to take what we think is a unique approach. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that what we should be applying is the wisdom from the knowledge that we've attained from the, our previous experiences. Instead, what we do is we either look at the situation as unique and we have to do something new or we're so afraid of the outcome being the same. We try to make the action completely and totally different, Mm -hmm. not realizing that that causation is not necessarily. You know what I mean? You're not going to have the same outcome because you're dealing with a whole different person. That's it. Right. My ex used to do this. So when I recognize that behavior in you... I cut that. I, I cut it out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm not him. Mm. I'm not her. Mm. So I'm going to... This is, this is not a unique situation, but you, you're dealing with a brand new individual, which means that I need to be dealt with according to how I present, not how the situation presented itself.
1: And, in the past. and, and, and I hear you, but what this takes me back to is, is the relationship foxhole.
2: Yeah. Go you, through it with
1: me. Sometimes you get kicked out of the foxhole... <laughs> <laughs> because people are selfish yeah. with their grief. Oh, man. That is I, it, so good. Leave me alone. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me handle yeah. it on my own terms. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. And
2: I, I'm so guilty of that that I have created these spaces where I think if I can just deal with this, leaning on my own understanding of the situation, <laughs> when I come back, I'll be able to, you know, when I come forward, <laughs> I'll, I'll have this problem solved. Not realizing that I have been gifted this opportunity of a whole new perspective, someone who can help me see this in a very different way. The other side of the coin. I'm sitting here dealing with this this head or this tail, and there's a whole other side of the coin that I'm not allowing myself to have access to because I've gone into my emotional closet to deal with this on my own. I've kicked you out the
1: foxhole. Man, don't kick your mirror <sighs> out the
2: foxholes. Man, that should be a t-shirt.
1: Don't kick your <laughs> mirror out the foxhole. Yeah. See, I told people a long time ago, relationships are inherently spiritual. Yeah. Relationships serve as a mirror. You get to see yourself. Relationships are uh, self-revelative. I'm trying to get the word out. I'm struggling. Self-revealing. That's the word. Yeah. Right? Relationships are self-revealing they reveal the core of who you are the biofeedback from your partner the triggers the conflict all of that stuff happens in the mirror of relationship this is why I shifted into the thought process of claim over blame yeah so where there's conflict you stop and say what what in the conflict is mine to claim right now I'm going to uh, uh, refuse to blame, yeah. because that's going to exacerbate the pre-existing conflict, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. So, again, we got people now who would rather kick the mirror mm-hmm. out the foxhole. Yeah. What are—and listen, when we come forward, you're going to answer this question. Okay. What are the repercussions of that? When we come forward, me and Tony are gonna keep cooking, boy. We on fire tonight. <laughs>
3: Fire tonight. fire tonight! It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: The voice of reason has come full circle. We broadcast in live from KBLA Talk 1580 in the heart of Lemert Park. I'm here with my brother, author, private chef, intellectual. <laughs> We in here acting a fool tonight, because tonight's topic is necessary. Wasn't that Ray J's sister? What you... Wait, wait <laughs> hold on. Man, I'm finna take these headphones and run down the hall, man. My bad, my what? bad. What? Go ahead, son. <laughs> That's legendary brandy, man. Named after the finest cognac. You're anyway, right, right. uh, my brother... <laughs> Random question, off topic. Mm-hmm. Brother Massey. Yes. When you going to come through with, uh, you know what I'm saying, some uh, some samples of, of some some food, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, the food is ridiculous. I'm trying to, I'm trying to. I got <laughs> I'm you. I'm a foodie, my brother. So. I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy done interrupted the conversation because oh, he's thinking his about his stomach. <laughs> 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 I ain't going to lie. Your boy hugger, right I lack. <laughs> Your boy you. lacks relationship <laughs> competency. like <laughs> uh, My relationship to the show is to engineer it. <laughs> hey, uh Brother Massey, this is off topic, but, uh, I would like some of that comb bread. No. If y'all ain't too busy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I have a question for you, brother. Mm. And I need you to really break this down for me. because you know, I'm 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 the type of person when I'm starting to study all of these different concepts and all these to me, I've studied so much. A lot of these ideas remind me. Of movies we go to see today and damn near every movie that's made is is a remake of something yeah so these ideas are starting to be recontextualized and reframed but they're really old ideas sure so when I hear something like uh, relationship competency Mm -hmm. and then when they start to define what it is it's really an internal thing yeah definitely Right? Definitely. So if it's an internal thing, would relationship competency just be another term for self competency? Oh my god, yeah. I mean you, you talked about the mirror.
2: Yeah. Right? And and here's the here's the the drawback of never really getting into a relationship or or never really allowing yourself vulnerability in a relationship. You never get a chance to see who you really are. Mm-hmm. You never get a chance to be introduced to the the self that you present. To the world mm-hmm. and you get stuck in this idea of you rather than the real you right and the reality is, is that i think a lot of people break up with people because not because of who that person is but because <laughs> i don't like the way i look in your eyes <laughs> because,
1: because of what that person exposed
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't like that i don't like Yeesh. i don't like seeing myself through your eyes it makes me it makes me feel focus on parts of myself that I would rather just look past. You know, we, we call it a mirror, but the reality is, is that when you look in a mirror, you're looking at a reflection. Right. But when you're looking, uh, when, when you have an, your relationship, you're really looking at you. Mm-hmm. Right. You're looking at how you you present to the world.
1: So let's dig deeper. Okay. Earlier in the show, I presented the five C's and then you added some C's. Yeah. Courage. Yeah. Right. What if before that can be displayed in any relationship, you cultivate it within self? Sure. So the five C's chemistry, Mm -hmm. commonality, constructive conflict, courtesy and commitment. Yeah. What if all of those had self in front of it? Yeah. The development of self chemistry. Yeah. Because many people are not congruent. They have a persona, mm-hmm. they have an image they project, mm-hmm. and then they got all of this mess behind the image of, you know, this neatly manicured yes. image, right? Yeah. So self-chemistry, we're going to get into five C's, commonality, mm-hmm. how common are your wounds to you? Right. Do they just surface during conflict? Right. Which makes it problematic for your relationship conflict to be constructive. Absolutely. Right. And then there's, uh, we already talked about constructive conflict. There's courtesy. Yeah. That would, for uh, how how I frame that is self-empathy. Yeah. Talk to
2: me. I think that if you've ever heard someone beat themselves up, that should be a red flag. Mm. Because that's someone who has not reconciled their image of themselves with themselves. Mm. Someone who will spend time tearing themselves down is never going to have the ability to, to build you up. They're just never going to be able to do that. So if, you, if you're if you sitting across the table at dinner with someone and they're just, just I'm this and I'm that and I'm hard, pay the check, get up and walk away. <laughs> mm. This is someone who, you know again, they're not courteous to themselves. Mm. They're not going to be courteous to you. They're just not going to be that.
1: And if that's the case, you have to be self-competent Yes Before you can be relationally competent Absolutely
2: I, I, have to, I have to be competent not only at what I know But what I don't know
4: mm-hmm.
2: I got to be competent at what I can do And also what I can't do but then I now, have to know my limitations But what
1: you don't know, uh, it speaks to flexibility Sure, yeah, yeah. It speaks to pliability Because you can't have a system Right Which is a structure in place for the unknown Right So there has to be a type, uh, not only just flexibility, but openness. Yeah. And in that openness, you got to fill it with willingness. Sure. So why are these skills so difficult for people to even focus on?
2: Well, I think it's hard to to make improvements to myself if I'm the only one pointing out my deficiencies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, you would have to be a very honest person and a very courageous person to look yourself in the mirror and say, I, "I'm not. I have deficiency. I, I have to fix this about myself."
1: Or I acted a fool, uh, and yeah. I'm still trying to control things. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wrong. How about that? <laughs> Eesh.
2: React, my that, reaction was inappropriate.
1: That's a level of self competency where you say, "I'm out of pocket." Yeah. And I and because I'm scared, I'm trying to control yeah and and if you feel whatever, my bad yeah that yeah. that's a level of self- I mean
2: imagine how much courage it takes to
1: apologize
2: to yourself for the mistakes that you've made mm. It's so easy to accept other people's apologies mm-hmm. right if I if I hurt you, it's so easy for me to co- become contrite and come to you and say, "Hey, Zo, I, I I was wrong and I apologize." You know mm-hmm. what, brother? I, I appreciate you doing that. I, I accept your apology. But can you do the same thing to you? Can you look at your life? No. Nope. And go, that was on me. Not most people cannot. No. No. That wasn't that wasn't environmental issues. That wasn't social issues. That wasn't the way I was raised. That wasn't my daddy issues, my mommy issues.
1: That was poor decision making on my part. Right. Let me give you a perfect example. My son comes to see me yesterday okay. at the cigar lounge before he flies to the Dominican Republic. So as a father, he hates it when I do this because he's like, I'm grown now. Right. You, don't <laughs> have to do- you don't have to do this. I'm grown. I'm grown. I just- so have you been working out?
4: Mm.
1: Uh, well, you know, a little bit on and off. You know, I'm trying to get some money. And you know what I, <laughs> I said, but yeah, you're a professional basketball player. Yeah. You know, you still have to factor that into everything else you're doing. Right. You got to factor in taking care of your body, and staying sharp because you don't know when the next phone call gonna come to. Right. Come on, Dad. I'm gonna go down here, and drop fifty tonight. He had eleven mm. against one of his Mountain West competitors, mm. and they lost. And they lost on his final shot getting blocked out of the uh, off the court. Oh,
2: come on, Zo. So there's no. We competency we, sometimes you don't think, know if there's a correlation between that and his lack of discipline working out we don't know that for sure yes I
1: know my son <laughs> yes he his arrogance of i got it I'm good yeah I ain't gotta work on it yeah is it exemplifies you know like hey son there's some uh, spiritual immaturity here yeah, yeah and then I'll send him a clip of Kobe mm. hey this guy comes in the gym he's on the other team. Oh, he working out? I've been working out. Right. Well, I'm going to work out an hour longer than him. Yeah. He's going to finish and watch me work out. (laughs) And then the guy comes and Jason Williams comes back and says, hey, (laughs) you dropped 40 on us tonight. But when I came in the gym, you was already soaking wet. Yeah. And then I worked out for an hour and 90 minutes or whatever, out 90 minutes. And then you continue to work out for another hour. Why'd yeah. you do that? Because I wanted to let you know you don't get to come in here. And and I, yeah. and I told this is the mindset that is needed. Right. Well, that's, that's basketball competency. Sure. That's greatness competency. Yeah. Well, same thing applies to relationship. We think let's just go with the feeling. Right. The feeling is not enough. To make our relationship last, Mm. survive, and beyond survive, thrive. Thrive, When we come forward, the voice of reason and Tony Massey will continue to lace them up.
3: Is it good to you? you? More voice of reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. forward.
1: Because I'm mad at myself. Right.
3: It's all cap.
1: I lack (laughs) self-competency. And thus, I am not relationally competent. Don't put no don't, don't put the the relationship in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I could do bad all by myself. Yep. You you do bad inside yourself too. <laughs> what That's about this a flex? One? That's th- th- a flex. This is a heavy piece right. All right. Here. What about intimacy? Cultivating intimacy without proximity. Mm like a long-distance relationship or through the digital media, because that's what's happening now, through the digital world, can you cultivate intimacy over a long distance? And how does relationship competency, like how does that factor in with regards to sustaining such an endeavor?
2: Again, this is going to be controversial, but (laughs) I I do not believe... I did. and send your comments to Tony Massey Cooks. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in the validity of long distance relationships. I just I don't think you can create intimacy with someone you see occasionally. I just don't think you could do it. Right. I think you have to be you have to have proximity. Because here's what happens in a long distance relationships: you you have the advantage of preparation. My wife and I don't get to prepare for one another. Mm. She takes this. She takes this Tony Massey as it comes, right? So I don't get a chance to clean up myself, my place, my my environment, my my situation. Right. And I don't get to focus you know a weekend just on her. Right. Because life is happening to me. Right. Whereas with long distance relationships, you have the ability to tap in when it's the most convenient for you. You have the ability to, you know, to create these these moments. And where the only thing that matters is you and that person. Right. But that's not reality. Mm. Is it possible? Sure. I mean, people do it every day. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know that it's a good practice, though.
1: It's possible, but it might not be probable. No, I don't think... Because
2: here's what happens. Once the distance is
1: removed, can you still have the same relationship? This is what I'm about to say. Yeah. Everything is prepared, as you said. Right. Right? We're good. The house is clean. Yeah. Here for the weekend, it's all love. Lovey-dovey-dovey. Yeah. Lovey-dovey. <laughs> but when conflict manifests. Boom. You see the level of competence. Absolutely. Self-competence yeah. as well as relational. Yeah. They're, they're connected, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the couples that say we never fight. Then that means somebody's lying.
2: It's as simple as that. Right. Somebody is not being vulnerable. Somebody's not being honest. Someone is trying to protect the other person's feelings. Right. Because conflict is good
1: conflict is how you grow ooh, ooh. right I'm gonna say it another way if we can't be human around each other I like that right if we can't be human beings yeah. around each other if the nuance of me irritates the wound you haven't addressed <laughs> and then I become at fault for that yeah yeesh,
2: yeah that's an issue
1: that's an issue that's a
2: huge issue yeah and you're you're <laughs> opening up old wounds
1: those wounds should be healed well well sometimes wounds pop up and you didn't know they were there
2: I, I, I disagree
1: listen sometimes it's unconscious
2: Tony I, I disagree I, I think there, I, I was in the medical field a wound goes through a process. We're not talking about a literal wound I understand that but <laughs> even in analogies you have to apply uh, you know some 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 knowledge to this. A wound goes through stages and at some point it turns into a scar. Once you get to the point of it being a scar, it is a reminder of what happened, but it is not indicative of what is happening.
1: No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I just like to push back for no <laughs> particular reason. But, uh... <laughs> no, but seriously, the spiritual wound is like that too. Yeah. Time creates the scab. Right. But space-time opens the sky. Absolutely. See, Rothschild wrote a book. uh, What's her name? Uh, Babette Rothschild, The Body Remembers. Okay. The longer time goes on, you tend to forget the traumatic situation. But time, space-time, I'm walking down the street, and a dog pop out. Right. And I had a bad situation with a dog when I was a kid. The dog pops out, the body gets transported back to the past. Yeah. So the scab gets opened up. Yeah. So I get it. I, I understand. It was a great analogy. I just was upset that I didn't think of it. It's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I was trying to just steal a bit of your
2: thunder, show. brother. It's all right. it's Come on my show with your little analogies. You know,
1: <laughs> so you got analogies, huh? huh. I see, brother. <laughs> I see how this going to turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> So let me just say this. As we're as we're wrapping this thing up, you do we choose who we love?
2: Oh, absolutely. Come on, okay, let's let's make this clear, all right? I don't think so. Yes, Zo. So, no. You well, love now. is a conscious decision. You don't
1: unconsciously fall in love with people. That's no, not no, no, how no. love works. No, love is consciousness, <laughs> but there are certain levels of consciousness. That the human mind is incapable of perceiving. And I believe love, God, all the real lofty substantive stuff. It's a little bit outside of our purview, our intellectual purview. I totally disagree. Okay.
2: You're you a Virgo.
1: Not, it makes sense. You may not choose. Say, practical love. <laughs> you understand? This you, is how <laughs> love fit in this box, you see? I'll give you, I'll concede to this. You
2: may not choose who you fall in love with. But you choose who to love. That's a conscious choice. You You can't just be out here loving people just because God told you to. You 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 choose people. You don't choose love. Yes, you you love is love is both a a noun and a verb. No, it's not. It is to love someone is the verb tense. (laughs) No, it isn't. It is. No. (laughs) No. Because you said so.
1: Yes. I, I know a cat named Webster that would have a hey, huge issue. With no. That. No, Doctor David R. Hawkins puts it the best that I've ever heard. It. He okay. said, "Love is an elevated state of consciousness. It is not a verb because what happens when you verbalize it like that? Mm-hmm. People think you can do a regimented practice that will garner you love, and that's not always the case."
2: But you, uh, okay, that may be true, and I'm not questioning the doctor, but I do think that love requires a commitment to. That's because you
1: Virgo. <laughs> You got five insurance policies, don't you? Anyway, (laughs) when we come forward, my brother, my my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Morrison, go keep the fire lit. We started the conversation. You finish it. That was my brother, Tony Massey. Always a pleasure to have him. Listen, I'll be back tomorrow with another heater. Deuces. (laughs)